From the Mitchell Center to Coleman Coliseum, the Bartow and Trojan Arenas. From Veterans Memorial Stadium to Legion Field to Hancock-Whitney Stadium. With a combined 75 years of experience in the sports radio world, these guys have spent their professional lives roaming the stadiums and arenas that host your favorite teams. And now, they invite you to join them inside the press box. Get ready for Chris Stewart. Throws it out. Norris left alone. Corner three. Red smoking hot. J.D. Byers. Three-step drop. Steps up. Looks. Swatted down. Set. Down he goes. Mike Grace. Curveball right back up the middle. They'll wave out and around third base. Slides in. And the dogs have won it. And the broadcasters, journalists, coaches, and game changers making today's news. They're all here inside the Press Box. Welcome to the Press Box Podcast. For my partners, Chris Stewart and J.D. Byers, I'm Mike Grace. What you're about to hear is just a slice of our Press Box radio show, heard on great stations across Alabama and online 24-7 at PressBoxRadio.com. The show is our way of sharing with you the access we enjoy to a group of friends and colleagues who, like us, have the honor of working with and around the teams and the sports we all love. Today's guest, both a colleague and a friend, John Brady, the former Sanford and LSU men's basketball coach. Chris actually knew him from way back when, and that's how we started our conversation with John Brady inside the press box. It is great to talk to you. I, I still, and you and I have talked about this before, I still think about the days, all right, I was your PA guy at Sanford when you were in the old Cybert gym and never forget listening, Scott Griffin doing the play-by-play when you take Sanford down to Baton Rouge, when, and then sit down to do the post game, and Scott does this elaborate introduction, and then you go, Scott, the Sanford Bulldogs just beat the LSU Tigers. <laughs> and it was, uh, it was shocking to hear for those of us that knew Sanford's history with <laughs> basketball, but that was, that was a huge day that in many, many ways kind of launched your career to another level. Yeah, it did. And, and, you know, it's a special place. Uh, you know, Tom courts hired me and, and, uh, shouldn't have, I was assistant coach at the university of new Orleans and got that job. And, and, um, you know, it, it just, it was the right place, the right time made some of my best friends I've ever made in Birmingham, uh, kind of got that community excited about coming to Sanford coming to the campus, coming to Cyber Gym and watching basketball. The students got behind us. We did some things and created kind of a family atmosphere there and, and became part of the fabric of Birmingham. And, and uh, I remember going to the tip-off club. I think the first game I coached, there were 80 people there, 81 people there. And then I used to go to the tip-off club when it was really rolling and put out free tickets on the table and just hope somebody would show up. And if they liked what they saw, would would come <laughs> back and, and – it kind of all worked in in a special time in my career and I'll never forget it. And, and, uh, you know, Martin Newton's doing a great job there as the AD and and I just wish the best for Martin and the whole athletic program over there. You're at a, you're at a program, you're back there. And I, and I want to ask this for JD takes us into the, the, the present day, but I got to ask what it was like for you to be able to come back 
to Baton Rouge and to be a part of the the broadcast because look, nobody wants to be let go, but nobody wants to be let go after you've taken a program to the Final Four, and it, and it wasn't done. You yeah, know, my opinion, it wasn't before, done right. Yeah, you're right. You know, uh, it, well, it wasn't done right honestly, the way you were let go and when you were let go, John. But they, the fact that they brought you back, I thought was really special and well deserved. Well, I think a lot of times it's how you leave. Uh, and and I left LSU, had a press conference actually, and uh, uh, you know, thanking everybody, thanking Joe Dean in particular for hiring me, uh, and really goes back to Joe Dean Jr., his son, and I best friends and, and uh, you know, he, he influenced his, his father to hire me. And that's really, you, you, you describe it however you want, but that's how it went down actually. And without the Dean family, I certainly wouldn't have had the opportunity to coach at LSU. So always grateful for, for, for Mr. Dean and, 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 and Joe Jr. For sure. And then, and it's how I left. I remember we playing Tennessee when they let me go with about six games to go or something it was crazy. And, uh, they want to do an interview with me before the Tennessee game because I wasn't going to coach it. And Joe Dean Jr. was doing the game. I said, I'll do an interview with Joe Dean Jr. So we did an interview before the game on JP at half court of, of, of the assembly center. And I, I left thanking everybody, appreciative of the opportunity. They gave me a chance to show what I could do on a big stage. I was never apologetic for the way our team tried to play or what it accomplished when I was there. Uh, and, 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 and that's why I've been able to come back. And Will Wade's been, oh, just too, too nice to me. I let me do whatever I want. I sit in on meetings. I can watch practice whenever I want. I come and go like I please. Uh, he's been really kind to me as well. And, and I'm sure if he said, I don't want John Brady on the radio, that, that uh, it probably happens. But, uh, you know, grateful for him and the way he's treated me and the LSU fan base. Me being back there has just been a hoot. And, um uh, at this point in my life, at 66 years old, uh, it's a nice place to be. Coach John Brady with us. Uh, Co- Coach, I was, I'm down in Mobile, so I was on the, the, the mic uh, when you were at Arkansas State in those games of South Alabama. But you, you took me back when you were saying you were putting Sanford tickets out on a table, hoping somebody would take them and come to a game. When um, I used to work with some of the Bowdens, and Bobby Bowden used to say when he was, when he was building the Florida State program, he needed a haircut on a game day. And early that morning, he goes – and he puts about uh, eight or nine tickets under his windshield wiper and then goes in to get his haircut, hoping somebody would, you know, come to the game and take advantage of the free tickets. And he said, lo and behold, I come back out, there was ten more sitting there with him. So <laughs> <laughs> it, was a, it was a rough time. I do want to I, I want to ask you, though, about, uh, you know, when I pull up Wikipedia, and I know it's not always accurate, but, your, your coaching career, I can get the quick uh, highlights because I know most of them. But, you know, now the headline in the, the bold print at the very top of the page on your Wikipedia, it says you, you have the honor and privilege of being able to work alongside Chris Blair. Um, I know that just is probably going to be the, the icing on your career to be able to sit beside such a legend. He's a, he's a friend of the show, by That's because Chris put that on the Wikipedia. That, that's oh, that's there, he, did he write that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> No, I, I, you know, Chris has been great to work with. I mean, you know, uh, he, he's been great to me. He, he lets me talk. And, and Chris, you know how that is. You, it, it's kind of like a team. You know, you and you and Brian, y'all work together well. And, and after you work together for a year or so, you become a team. You know when you can come in and, and give your, your say. And, and, and Chris always gives the score, and then he wants to drink 
two swallows of water. So I get me about 10 seconds to chime in and, and say what I just saw. And, and uh, But it's like a team. We develop a nice relationship with each other. We're really good friends. We we go out to dinner on, on the road when we could travel with the teams, obviously. But uh, it's been fun. And, and uh, he's been really good to me as well. And, and I, I really enjoy what I'm doing. I like it when we're traveling with the team, though, uh, better. And, and hopefully yeah. next year we'll be able to do that. And it's a team that's fun to follow and score the basketball. I know I know from your background you probably like they defended a little bit better night in and night out, <laughs> but it's as dangerous as any team in the league. Well, it really is, and you know, and and I, you know, and when I talk about LSU, I'm I'm never critical. I'm not being critical. There are a lot of different ways to coach the game, uh, and 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 in in this day and game, this day and age, a lot of the young coaches. You know, they prefer offense over defense. Back in my day, it was, I think, a team built on defending and rebounding is consistent in the way it approaches the game. And you can always make the game workable, I think, if you defend well and rebound. Now, in, in Will Wade's tenure at LSU, this is his fourth year, we have only won four games where we've lost the field goal stat. You know, when we win the field goal stat, you're in, you're in big trouble. The other night against Mississippi State, we shoot 61% from the floor on the road. Now, Mississippi State shoots almost 57. So it's not like we got in their jockey strap, you know, and, and defended them. We just outscored them. Now, we did play better against Tennessee on the defensive end. We, we won the field goal stat, held them into the low 40s, and we still shot 52%. So when we went in that – losing streak losing four or five we lost every field goal stat and we don't win very many games losing the field goal stat i'm one of those guys that thinks that's the most important stat in the game everything comes off of that stat if you're going out rebound your opponent you've got to make a miss so you can get a rebound so if you hold them to a lower field goal stat there are more rebounds to get you have a chance to out rebound your opponent so I think that's the stat to watch. And teams that can win and lose the field goal stat are doing a lot of other things well to generate baskets. And I think those type of teams are the one that can win a national championship. So with that said, when you see Alabama, you know, am am I just overly excited because it's the best Alabama team in a long time that I've, I've had the chance to follow or is this team that, well, on the right night, can indeed win it all. Well, here's what I've said about Alabama. Even comparing this year's team to last year's team, you know, I think Nate Oates has his philosophy of how to play offense, and I don't think there's a right way or a wrong way. I think whatever coach has a philosophy about how he wants to approach the game on the offensive end, if he's consistent with that across the board, I think it builds camaraderie and confidence within your team He is consistent in his approach to offense. The difference, I think, in this year's team and last year's team is the ability of this Alabama team to defend in the half court. And and, and when they really lock in and defend, you can always keep the game workable even if the shot isn't going in. The way they play, they cannot shoot it well the first half, but they're going to continue to approach it that way the second half offensively. And when they're defending and they keep the game workable, when they start clicking on offense on the other end, 14-point lead for the opponent means nothing. They can erase that in five minutes, and they've done that a couple of times this year. Talk with John Brady, former head coach at LSU, took him to a Final Four, two-time SEC Coach of the Year, and now 
color analyst for the LSU Network. You spent a lot of time in this state. You spent a ton of time in the league. I, I want to get your thoughts on basketball in the state. J.D. covers South. He's got Richie Riley doing some really good things down there. But uh, a friend in Andy Kennedy is is there in, in Birmingham at UAB doing a great job. And, you know, Bruce has taken Auburn to a Final Four now. The excitement for Alabama. Just in general, knowing this state the way you do, your thoughts on where things are from a basketball perspective and what it means. Well, and, 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 and I think when Bucky gets the players that fits his style, they're going to be a yep. lot better at Sanford, too. And he's a, he's a local name that everybody – wants him to do well that, that you know when I came to Sanford nobody knew who I was and we had to build that thing Bucky came in with some some backing already because of success he had at Mountain Brook but you know Alabama's known as a football state and and all of this but you traced Alabama basketball high school basketball back even when Wimp and CM were at Alabama and go through all the players from that state that played at Alabama played at Auburn for Sonny there's a ton of them and, and, and they had success with those players. So there is really good high school basketball in Alabama. There's some really very real good coaches that coach high school basketball in that state. Uh, so it can sustain uh, quality play at the Division One level because of the number of players it turns out. Now, obviously, there are going to be three or four, maybe one year, but then there may be seven or eight another year. So I think there's enough players there. Uh, to get to Alabama, Auburn, UAB, or whatever the case may be at Sanford's level that could help them win. I think the state does a good job of producing players, and it's proven that over the last 30 years or so. It's not an easy year at Auburn. Uh, They knew they weren't going to the postseason, no matter how good they were. They got a lot of young talent, but they're struggling to win on on a consistent basis. That all being said, is there a better guy out there to give yourself a chance to win night in and night out, even if you don't have the more talented team than Bruce is? Well, you know, I, I like Bruce Pearl. And I think, he, I think what he does is he coaches to his personality and, and, and he's, he's, but, but I think the team that went to the final four that he had a year ago, and I told him this, I thought, and I go back to, defending again I thought the team last year was his best defensive team I've ever seen him have even at Tennessee uh, I just thought they really put an emphasis on guarding they were quick they had to get hands on the ball uh, a lot of things they created from a turnover standpoint that led to easy baskets this year's team seems to give up 80 points too easily I don't think they defend as well as the final four team and I think that's one of their issues you know you can't outscore everybody every single night because Shooting is one of those things that comes and goes, uh, but effort defensively can sustain quality play. Uh, and so I think his team doesn't defend as well. You know, we play Auburn Saturday at three o'clock in Baton Rouge. I promise you both teams will score over 80. I don't think it's going to be a game in the seventies or sixties for sure. I think it's more like a 90, 85 day. Uh, Auburn's going to score baskets. They're going to allow LSU to score baskets. And I think LSU has more weapons offensively and, and that LSU will win the game. You came off the floor at halftime, LSU game, Alabama in Tuscaloosa 14 years ago that they were about <laughs> to introduce at, at center court, the new head football coach at Alabama. 
It was a guy you'd worked with in Baton Rouge. You knew Nick Saban was good. He'd won a national title at LSU, but uh, mm-hmm. but now historically good. Uh, just just your perspective as a guy who saw Nick Saban up close 16 years ago and worked on campus with him, what he's done in his, his career the last 14 in Tuscaloosa. Well, I remember that night, and I walked right over there as he was being introduced and shook his hand and told him congratulations. Look, Nick Saban is the best to ever do it in any sport on the collegiate level. Uh, he could win a he could win at a team of marbles and make them a national champion. He he's consistent. Uh, he holds players accountable. Uh, he's not afraid to 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 do what's right. Uh, he's good to his players as well. Now he defends them and stands up for them too. And I think that's a good quality to have. He can play both ends of it. But there is not a better coach in any sport at any level of the collegiate game than Nick Saban. I knew it when I was around him. He was consistent. People criticize him sometimes because how intense he is and what he demands every single day. But somebody's got to be in charge. Somebody's got to keep people on edge every single moment, every single day in those offices because you can get comfortable there. And when you get comfortable – you set yourself up for failure. So Nick Saban is the master at keeping people on edge and having them win something every single day. And if you do that enough, you win every, you win the battle every day, you're going to eventually win the war. And that's what he's very good at doing. Hey, John, I've told you this, but I'm, I'm thrilled for you and where you are in life. Cause I think you're finally, and I've mentioned this a little bit earlier, but, you're finally getting the credit you deserve. You did a heck of a job. You have, uh, I've known you a long time and know people that have known you even longer. In where you are now, uh, it seems in, in terms of just being happy and enjoying life is a different spot. And we all go through this. But I, yeah. I'm tickled for you, and I appreciate the fact you come on and share the, some of the stuff you did. But just just happy for you. And I look forward to the day when we actually can, can do these broadcasts again right so I can actually see you again in person well i can't wait chris and you know everybody knows how special a man you are too and and, uh everybody's glad you're where you are and and, uh i I appreciate the comments and the kindness and uh, i appreciate our friendship and i look forward to seeing you again soon my friend two special individuals chris stewart and john brady our guest inside the press box to find our daily radio show just visit pressboxradio.com Check the affiliates page there to find the station nearest you, the episodes page to hear the show on demand, or simply press the listen button to hear the press box anytime, 24-7. On social media, we're Pressbox Radio 1. That's Pressbox Radio and the number one. And we'd love to hear from you. So shoot us an email anytime at theguys at pressboxradio.com. Simply theguys at pressboxradio.com. Until next time, for my partners Chris Stewart and J.D. Byers, I'm Mike Grace, thanking you for joining us here inside the Press Box.